Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you to you and Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, ever since uh, you, you conceived of this particular part of your church, when we were little more than a twinkle in your eye, Father, you determined that we would be a worshipful people, a compassionate people, and a generous people. And Lord, we want to say thank you for all that is past and bringing us to this moment in time. And we want to take seriously that charge to be a worshipful people, a thankful people. And Lord, we ask, we ask, oh God, I just feel arrested by this Thanksgiving thing, I'm sorry. Lord, we ask that when many are wringing their hands in woe and when so much seems to be up in the air and there are so many concerns about the economy and our jobs and everything else, oh God, may you find in us a thankful people. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Let's just do that thing straight off then. Just put your hand up if you'd like to just come up here and give thanks to God for one or two things. Let's just see who we've got some hands up for. That's great. Well, Katie, your hand went up so quickly. I have no idea. This is totally pre-rehearsed. Katie, come up here, sweetheart. Where's, uh, uh, um, where's that radio mic there? Thanks. That's great. Let's switch this on. Happy New Year. This is Katie Dixon. Give Katie a big round of applause. Um, I think my, my thing that I want to give thanks to God for is... Uh, Probably like many people in the room, last year was quite um, stressful job-wise. My company went through quite a few restructures um, and I had to reapply for my job twice. <laughs> um, but God was amazing um, and he gave me a new job within the same company that is actually better than the one that I started off the year with. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Great. Another hand. David, come up and give thanks. This is David Wilson. I won't know everybody's name, but I know David's name. Give David a clap. Come here. Uh, new baby. It's a little girl. And it was, uh, she was uh, seven, seven, eight and a half. And we haven't got a name net yet, so don't ask. Christopher's a nice name. Chris, yeah. Chris, for a girl. Yeah. So thank you, Lorda. Thank you, God bless Lorda. you. Do give Claire our love. Yeah. Do you know, uh, we had a little revival going on in M&S in Welling Garden City, didn't we? Because Fliss and I were out there doing some shopping. We bumped into Claire. This was, I think, the, day, the night, the afternoon before she gave birth. And uh, she was in... We, we saw Claire heavily pregnant with, with David's mother. I was there as well. And, and I, was, I was queuing up to pay for something, and Fliss bumped into Claire, and she ended up praying for Claire in the middle of Marks and Spencers. And they were just about to say goodbye. And then I came over, and I said, oh, let's pray for you. So we had another. <laughs> so, you know, so she got it good. That baby just had to come that night, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. OK, another hand. Your hand went up. Come up. Oh, now, look at this. Big clap. Sorry, I've forgotten your name. My mind's gone blank. What's your name? I beg your pardon. Carolyn. Carolyn, I know that, Carolyn. I'm no, sorry. Okay. 
What do you want to give thanks to God for? Last night, just before uh, it turned 2012, <laughs> um, we basically sat down and thanked God for all the things that he had done in 2011. And Dennis, at the end of um, 2010, had stood up here and preached and said how God would be faithful to us as his people, as God's people in 2011, how he would provide for us, even though the world was falling apart and other people were really struggling economically, God would be with us. And uh, Mike and I have struggled this 2011, but we have seen God's amazing faithfulness. And we stand here and we say thank you to his provision for us financially, for food, for clothes, for our roof over our heads. And I know that many of you guys will also say the same. But also, as you can see, I have another amazing miracle in my arms. <laughs> and she has, her name is unusual, unusual. Um, her name is London Grace, because she's God's grace. She is another miracle. I don't know if you remember, but I stood here before with Alicia and said God had done a miracle in providing us with a baby. And we thought that was impossible. And then eight months later, I was pregnant again with this beautiful surprise. And uh, so we just say thank you, thank you, thank you to our Heavenly Father for his faithfulness to all of us. So we thank you, Lord. Oh, bless you. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, um, Anne Watson, some of you will know that name. I just haven't got time to go into the background, but she, was a, a, she is a wonderful prophetic lady. She's getting on in years now, but she was uh, part of an Anglican church up north, and she used to say, she said, whenever there's babies being born, it's a sign of God's blessing. So I just love the fact that people are conceiving and having babies, and it's just a wonderful thing. Many challenges, of course, but wonderful. So I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it, all right? Okay. <laughs> That didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. I knew what I was doing. Okay, let's, ha let's have another one. Let's, okay, a hand went right up over here on the edge, the nether regions. Come on, come on, come on down. Give her a big clap. Thank you. What's your name? I should know that, Iona. You've been coming here for 110 years. Yeah. Well, not quite, but... Yeah. Give us... What's your little story? Okay, so I'm sure I'm not the only one here for whom the whole New Year period is actually quite a difficult time. Mm. And, um, like, I find it really difficult to say Happy New Year and the whole concept that tomorrow's going to be better just because it's a new year. Um, sorry. But I feel like last night and this morning, God's just been reminding me... Oh, bless your heart. Keep going. You're doing a great job. <laughs> he is constant inconsistent. And all loving, and it doesn't matter what tomorrow holds. Because mm. even if I can't say Happy New Year and be happy and stay up till midnight and have parties, it doesn't matter because he's there. So I'm just thankful that no matter what, he's with us. Wonderful. <laughs> Give her a big round of applause. Let's just pray for you. I, I, you know, I just know that you and Caroline spoke for many people here, so you, you're just standing, if you can identify in any kind of a way, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, with what, what Iona's just said, you know, this is you here. So this prayer's for you. And we say to you, hold on to that thought, because our God is faithful. His word never fails, and believe him when he says, 
the best is yet to come. Amen. God bless you. Give you another, give another clap. Thank you. Okay, one more, one more. Who wants to, this gentleman here. Is your name Matt? Dan, that was it, Dan. What do you want to give thanks for, Dan? Um, I just want to give thanks to God for life, really, because uh, two years ago, um, just out of nowhere, I was having severe heart problems and I was put in hospital. I just prayed to God so much just to give me another chance. And I made it a New Year's resolution uh, during that year to get fit and to get better. And now I find myself this year uh, back playing rugby, back live and kicking, back recovered from uh, pretty much being bedridden. And I just can't believe it. And I just want to just thank God and just thank so many people for love and friendship and support, but mostly thank God for it. Bless you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what? I, I hope it's not uh, inappropriate, but I, I want to give thanks to God personally, not, uh, not as Chris, the leader of this church, but just Chris as a bloke, like one of these guys. This time last year, I was actually quite concerned. I'd had some funny, weird blackout things. I'd been to my GP, and he said, Chris, um, his, his words were, Chris, he said, Chris, you're going to have to go through quite a lot next year, but we got to check this out. I was also having some heart problems as well. So I went to, uh, I had two consultants, and uh, they were testing for uh, a kind of a stroke thing, stroke condition, and it wasn't looking good. And I kept being kind of referred on to the next thing, and people were being very kind, and I, God bless the NHS, I mean, when it gets in gear, it's absolutely flipping amazing. And so I was under two consultants, trying to do this thing, run this church and what have you, but I was really low energy, I was incredibly tired. I wouldn't say I was all that worried, which, which I think I must have to say thank you to God for, but, I, but it wasn't looking great. Anyway, one day I'm up here and I'm reading out these words of knowledge that I do at the end of every service, and one of them seems to resonate. I say, does it resonate with you? And it resonated with me, so I thought, well, I'll go down and get prayer. So a couple of the guys, just the ministry team, you know, just a couple of guys prayed for me, and, and I, you know, I'd like to say that the heavens opened, and, and you know, I saw an angel, but it didn't. It was just kind of like, I felt God's peace, and it was really nice. They prayed really well, really cool, and, uh, and uh, I, I came away from that uh, feeling comforted. That's about as much as I can say. Well, about, about five or six days later, I was going in to have an angiogram. You know this thing where they put this thing, camera up into your heart and check you out? Well, I, I was prepared for that, and I had this angiogram thing, and the guy said, well, it looks okay to me. And that was the first bit of good news I'd had all year. And I thought, wow, that's great. About two weeks later, my GP, who attends this church, came up to me and said, Chris, I just got the results. Um, did you get prayer? <laughs> It's like I'd done something naughty, you know. Did, <laughs> did you get prayer? Come on, fess up, you know. And, I, and I, uh, my immediate reaction was, because, you know, it hadn't been like the heavens at that moment. I thought, uh, and then I suddenly thought, yeah, I did actually. 
And then suddenly it dawned on me that I was feeling a lot more energized. I was feeling pretty good. Anyway, long story short, and glory to God, I went, every single appointment I had after that, they were just saying, it's, it's fine, it's fine. In fact, one of the doctors said I, ha- I had the heart uh, of a 50-year-old, which is pretty good because I'm 58, you know, I mean. Um, <laughs> but, but seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had too much uh, trifle last night. Um, I don't know what was in that trifle, but I had too much of it. Um, but seriously, I thank God because I, uh, it was lovely. Just before I went on sabbatical, I went for my final uh, appointment with the uh, lovely consultant at the stroke clinic. And he said, I'm signing you off. I don't ever need to see you again. And the heart guy did exactly the same thing. That, you know, is God. Thank you. Praise God. So even the pastor gets to partake. partake. Okay, well, I just want to uh, spend the next 10 minutes, and then we'll worship again, and then we're going to have coffee and stuff. But I just want to spend 10 minutes looking at one of my favorite New Year verses, uh, and it's 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. Let's just throw it up on the screen. It's actually three verses all rammed into one. You know, the verses, the Bible wasn't divided into verses, of course, when it was written, and this was done much, much later on, but it's interesting how actually rejoice always is one verse, pray continually is the second verse, and then give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ is the, is the third verse there. I love the way that that, that guy um, punctuated this little passage, but these three little things, and we've been doing it this morning, but... but It's an important word for us at the beginning of this new year. You know, we have to to admit that things, you know, as Cameron said, Britain is broken. We now find ourselves in the situation where it seems as if it doesn't matter what we do in this nation, uh, if the euro falls apart, then we're in trouble. If China, this, we're in trouble. Everything happens, we're in trouble. There's a lot of fear, a lot of reapplying for jobs, a lot of being edged out into consultancy, all these, you know, the kind of shenanigans, the games that people play. And we need to determine, we need to, as, as the people of God, and some of you here, you know, you're on that journey, you wouldn't say you're part of the, the family yet. Well, I want to include you, I want to embrace you with this, this little message. We're going to be looking at the new year over the next two or three weeks. You might like to catch the rest of the messages. But whoever you are, wherever you are, I want to embrace you into this promise. You know, today you are family, whether you know it or not. I want to embrace you and include you in this promise because we need to go into this year holding, deciding how we're going to approach it. You know, uh, every morning you get up and you decide what clothes you're going to wear, you're going to put on. Uh, and I want you at the beginning of this year to decide what clothes you're going to put on. What, what, what it, how are you going to approach this year and how are you going to view it? What's going to be your default? Now, for some of us, this verse is, is relatively easy because it's a... That we're wired that way. We're a half full type of person. But some of us may be half empty type of people and just everything's miserable and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, and you know, we're all different. But, but determined today to approach this year as an individual but as part of this community w- with this lens with which to view things. Very quickly then. Rejoice always. You know, we have much to rejoice about. 
And the main thing as followers of Jesus that we have to rejoice about is Jesus himself. You said the, the best is yet to come, as I, as I said to Iona. You know, our hope is, is, not, is not caught up with what we are doing here. And I personally needed to remind myself of that this Christmas vacation. As some of you know, I've got this love-hate relationship with old British sports cars, and currently I've got this Triumph TR6. It's 42 years old. And, uh, you know, uh, I uh, went for a run beginning of the week. It went beautifully, you know. The uh, sun wasn't out, but I had the hood down, and it was great. And then on Friday morning, I said to Fliss, I'm just going to go around the block, which means I disappear for about an hour. Uh, in this, this old, cranky old sports car I've got. And Fliss said to me, is that wise? And I said, what do you mean? She says, well, you know, if it goes wrong, you'll be in a bad mood. And I thought, what does she mean? <laughs> you know, what, 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 Dennis? What, what, I, I, I mean, where, where's she coming from with this? I, I don't know, you know? And I thought, phew, phew, phew. So I went out for a drive, it was great. I'm about half a mile from home, coming back and started and I thought, oh my giddy aunt. So I put the car away, I thought, oh, I'll look at it later. But the following day, Saturday, I was depressed. <laughs> I was really depressed. Just sat there like a great big lump in my, 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 my dressing gown until one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm pouring my heart out to, to Fliss, and nothing's right, and all the rest of it. And Fliss is very good with me. But then I thought afterwards, you know, I thought, do you know what? I've not really noticed that about myself, but that's true. When that old car goes well, I'm in a good mood. When it's playing around, it just casts a shadow of my life. And I found myself, and I'm sure it was the spirit within me, asking myself this question, what, Chris, what is your heart tethered to? An interesting word, an interesting phrase. You know, what is your heart tethered to? That's a good question for us to take into the new year. What is your heart tethered to, tied to? Now, you know, our heart is tethered to our, 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 our relationships, you know, our family, our friends, our, our loved ones, and there's, there's, there's something good about that. But we all know the capacity that, that people have to, to make us happy or miserable, and, and you know, there isn't, that's not to be, denigrating that. Relationships are worth working at. We need to work at them. So that's something that's part of it. As for the rest, you know, our, our finances, our, our, our perception of our position in society, our prosperity, whatever it is, I mean, it may be a cranky old 42-year-old car for you, as it is for me, but what is your heart tethered to that is not God? You see, the thing is, if our heart is tethered to God, whatever happens to us, whatever the circumstances around us, actually we'll just get on and deal with it. Be good, bad, or indifferent. But if our heart is tethered to God, if, if, if he is the one in whom we've actually invested all of our hope, all of our desire, all of our yearning for affirmation, prosperity, and all the rest of it, if we do that, then it's in the right place because it's always only ever going to get better with Jesus. And this is an important way of viewing whatever comes down the track this year. 
I've used this illustration before, but the blokes will know this. The women will just go, uh? But the blokes, you know, remember in the film Gladiator, where Mel, where, where you know, Ro, Rowan, what's his name? Not Rowan Atkinson, that's the comic. <laughs> Mr. Bean, how did he get into this? Russell Crowe, thank you. Russell Crowe, not Mr. Bean, get that image out of your head. <laughs> oh dear, it's ruined for me now. Russell Crowe is the gladiator and he's in this huge thing and he's gone out there with about 15 other gladiators and basically their job is to die and provide sport for the mob. But Russell Crowe, if you know the story, he was an ex-general in the Roman army and he shouts, he shouts over his shoulder, whatever comes through that door, our only hope of survival is if we stand together. Who is with me? And one or two sort of rush off, but the rest of the guys just gather around and they actually win the day. It's a great part of the movie, watch the movie again, you know. But as we stand together in Christ, whatever comes down the track, our testimony will be like Caroline here. Yeah, this was a tough old year, but you know what? I can get up here and I can give thanks to God. So this passage, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. We should be a people who are forever joyful. Forever joyful. You know, we're very fortunate in this church that, that, that we actually, as part of our joy, have a wonderful worship team. And in fact, I want, we, we missed this last year. There is time for this. Let's just run that little promotional DVD thing. We wondered whether we might use it, and I, I, we'll go with it. So. Thanks very much, Tim. Just, just run this for a moment. Give them a little clap. That was an album that came out last year. It was sort of it was recorded at the national, uh, the NLC, and the uh, it was 
all of the vineyards in the UK, including Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, etc., etc. And uh, our guys are very, very humble men and women. Uh, but I, I want to just thank God for them because in, when it comes to rejoicing, it was wonderful to come in this morning, even before we started worshiping. Just when I came in, I arrived at church and I was checking the fire doors and all the usual little routine things, but the presence of God was in this place. There was a spirit of praise and worship. I thank God for our worship department headed up by Samuel Lane. I thank God for them all. And, and this album, I think, was just, although nobody shouted about it, this album um, was, uh, was the backbone of the band and was, was our people. Three of our worship leaders, you may have noticed them, Carly, Joe, Samuel, were up there. And, and we have a worship team here which, which blesses people way beyond this church. And, and I am grateful to God that we have that facility. So, you know, treasure them and pray for them and encourage them uh, and do buy the album. Iona, you bless your heart. Here's a little freebie for you. Dennis, just give that to Iona there and, uh, uh, you know, just give him another little clap because. <laughs> God gives us amazing opportunities to, to, to be a blessing. I mean, that Christmas dinner, 150 people had a Christmas here who would probably have been on their own. Absolutely astounding. You guys are extraordinary. This is a local church that is beginning to behave as if it was a movement, and it's an exciting thing to see. I thank God. There is much to rejoice, but the kingpin, forgive the pun, the kingpin of it all, because we are real people going through real stuff, is that we're all focused and gathered around the Lordship of Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always. He's the lens with which we should view this coming year. The second thing, forever prayerful. You know, uh, this has been a church where there's been this warp and weft of prayer, but I'm delighted that we've begun to have these uh, Sunday evening prayer meetings, uh, which, which we've been doing over throughout the autumn, and, and they've been an extraordinary experience. That's been added to the already prayerful nature. But don't forget prayer. I say don't forget, you know, church, of course you're going to pray, aren't you? But let's pray beyond, oh God, give me a parking space. Let's pray, let's pray that God's kingdom will come. See, his intention is to bless the church, not just this church, so that Jesus is glorified and that the world sees that he is the light of the world. As it's getting darker, this is the time not for us to crawl into a hole and suck our thumbs. This is the time when the church should arise and begin to shine. Be prayerful, pray. Pray that God's message goes out strongly and that people get it and see that you know, people as they come into this place, or more and more people are, are coming into this place. You know, I want, you know, they say be, 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 be careful what you wish. I, I've, I once went to Kensington Temple just shortly after we started this church with my good friend Dave Campbell and we met Colin Dye and others up there and we were talking about various things. And then we went on a little tour around the building and I was actually shocked. I was actually really shocked. Kensington Temple, this famous place, this huge great church, 
but it was, it was really knocked about. It was falling apart. And I actually said to the, the building manager, I said, man, you've got some work to do. He said, we have a continual round of maintenance here, but the place is falling apart through the amount of use. And I thought, wow, what an exciting thing. Now, this building was brand new to us. We completely gutted and rebuilt it seven years ago. It is falling apart because of the, way, because of the use it's getting. We're struggling. You know, poor old Ray, our building manager, is struggling to keep this thing. There he is. Look, he looks wan and wet. And pray for Ray. He's got a bad back. He looks haunted, doesn't he? Bless his heart. You know, Ray and his amazing team, Chris Birch Evans, right? Chris, Chris Birch, right on the back there. Chris, just wave your hand, mate. Chris uh, is a, one of our wonderful transformational stories and, uh, and leads a team of guys who are all in process and, uh, and a team who are helping keep this place going. But, you know, you don't have to look very far to find problems. But it's not because we're not investing in it. It's because this place is being used for the king and his kingdom. And so it should be. Praise God. So be prayerful. May what we do be seen by the world as honoring to Christ. May we, what we do be seen by the world to be honoring to Christ. And fight, finally, as we've already majored on this service, be forever grateful. You know, our hope is not in things of this world. We are tethered, if we've got it right, to the things of the world to come. Paul puts it beautifully in Colossians, and I'll finish with, with this thought as the band comes up. Paul says in Colossians 1, 3 to 5, it says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all his people. The faith that is stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true word of the gospel that has come to you. Our eyes, our view of this world to come should be that whatever comes through that door we will be able to manage it together if we stand together in Christ. Because our focus is not what we might get out of this world, but in the hope that it is Christ who is stored for us and held for us in heaven. Amen. God bless. Let's stand, let's pray, and then we'll, we'll finish with worship and then go and have coffee. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you to you. We do want to be that people. We want to approach this world. We want to be forever joyful, rejoicing in Christ, our Savior, and his victory. We want to be prayerful, diligent, and praying for this, this nation, this city, this world. And we want to be grateful for those many blessings that you pour out, those many answered prayers in the ordinary everydayness of our life. And so, Lord God, take pleasure in us, please, this year, and be pleased to do even more than we could even ask or imagine. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Henry.